Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show show, and this is part two of the ep that dropped yesterday. This will now pick up precisely where we left off, possibly even mid-sentence, because disjointed chat with no real context or explanation is exactly what podcasts are all about. Discussing that which has been spat forth from TV's The One Show this week, the regular The The One Show 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 hound, Mark Haynes, and TV critic and entertainment journalist, Emma Bullymore. So let's go back to Zander, Zander, and Ed Balls uh, representing all the people of Britain as they were. Yeah, <laughs> with their you know diverse nature, uh, <laughs> wristbands. Yeah, that's the interesting fact that I learned this week, that wristbands are still cool, apparently, if you're a middle-aged man. I don't know if it was a comic relief thing or what. I first noticed it on Zander, and then I noticed that Ed had them as well. I don't know if that's a bromance bonding ritual or whether they were both just doing that for comic relief. Not referenced. Just a fashion statement. It was weird. Was what like, colour were the wrist? I didn't know. They were like multicoloured. Right. They were like, you know, when a teenager's been to a summer of festivals yeah. and they're gross and they're, bit, you know, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah, manky, yeah. but yeah. they wear them as kind of trophy bracelet type things. Yeah. But I mean, they looked a bit cleaner than that. But but they, they weren't saying, oh, by the way, you can buy a comic relief wrist. There was no reference of them. Perhaps it was there. They were very keen on the whole Kilimanjaro bonding, weren't they? So maybe, they were. maybe that was their ticket to get up the train up Kilimanjaro. <laughs> There is, there is which, nothing which is definitely what more excruciating than the idea of Xander Armstrong and Ed Balls hugging each other and just tying each other's little wristbands onto yeah. thing and just going, you know, we're just going to, we'll both wear these together and it doesn't matter where we are in the world, we'll remember each other's spe- Oh, it makes me feel actually physically sick. They're in North Oxfordshire. <laughs> also, there was that really awkward, but I can't remember if it was Matt or Alex, kind of wanted to vaguely broach politics slash Brexit with Ed Balls and then as soon as he tried to engage with them they, they retreated they couldn't bear it yeah. so they were like do you miss it because it's a busy time and he was trying to say well I've been watching the Parliament channel and actually you know I, I, and they're like so us it's a Brexit free zone please yeah. stop please stop but, so he's but, trying to answer your question yeah, can say, you're saying it's Brexit free zone but you just asked him about it yeah. you, you did that and yet and also the one show has run films on Brexit yeah, and and like I, about food shortages yeah. and uh, what was the other one they did oh the farmer standing in a field on the Irish border where they mm. talked about the fact that the border went through his field and what the backstop was going to mean. Yeah. So they do do Brexit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're supposed to be the, what the nation is talking about. To be fair as well, they moved it on Tuesday to BBC Two. Hello there, 
Welcome to the one show with Matt Baker and Alex Jones. Same program, different channel. <laughs> different channel. Anyway, we are live as always. Yeah, they didn't Be- look happy about that. They, they were-, were not. Matt was not <laughs> really. Pleased. Yeah, they because the, this the, is where all the liberals live. <laughs> the government vote was going on. So BBC One uh, bumped the one show in EastEnders across to BBC Two on Tuesday. Got yeah. Uh, and Matt even opened the show um, with a grumpy look on his face about it. Just just going, well, we're on BBC Two. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Mitchell was good as gold about it, but Matt yeah. Baker was absolutely furious. I bet he did have a meeting before then and just going, you know, the, the people are waiting all across the country, you know. They, they, they know the news, it's all right, you know, but they're not interested. What they want to hear is me talking to Grant Mitchell, you know. <laughs> they, 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 we're friends. They'll be disappointed if I don't turn up. It's that sort of mentality. What the people want is a video about a cameraman who has Pine Martins in his attic. Oh, God. We, we are What's so, on earth we are, so, are, we, are we back to the fucking Pine oh Martins? Oh, my God. You wait till you hear this. See, I, I know you didn't see this one. Do you know but, what? Oh god! I, since since they've started doing Pine Martins, I I am acutely aware when I hear the word Pine Martins, yeah. I go ha ha the one show. <laughs> I haven't heard the Pine Martins mentioned outside of the one show in Ever? two years. <laughs> no, in two no, years, no, no, and they're back, are they? Oh yeah, they're back. Uh, Matt got very excited um, about uh, well, two things. One, he was obviously bought into the BBC Two thing. <laughs> but he just he just burst out with the line, uh, "Oh, we're having a, a brilliant time tonight on BBC Two. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> no, you weren't. It was the same shit as and it normally. It's is. no different to you, Matt. It's it's basically something the engineers do. For you, it's the same experience. <laughs> yeah, that's right. the, this was the handbrake turn of the week for me when mm-hmm. and, when they they lurched from one thing to another to get into this cameraman film. They said, "Well, Tess and Claudia have some well-earned sleep tonight, but um, the same can't be said for Hamza Yassin in the <laughs> Western Islands." Right. <laughs> and they go, "What? <laughs> Who? What? What was that?" Well done. Well, we're certain that Tess and Claudia will be getting a very good night's sleep tonight. But the same probably can't be said for poor Hamza Yassin in the West Highlands. And then, you're absolutely right, he's a one-show cameraman. This film was the shortest one-show film (laughs) I've ever... Nothing happened. Nothing happened. What was it for? He was slightly sleep-deprived and then got some nice pictures of some other things. I don't know if you can hear this, but... It's four o'clock in the morning. Come on, I need some sleep. One-show cameraman Hamza Yassin is surrounded by wildlife. And with a family of pine martins in his attic, at times, you could say, almost plagued by it. I mean... I don't, I don't know why. What, what I don't it? know why. It was a... It just... He can't get to sleep because there are pine martins. Mm. No, stop, right? We talked before on this podcast about the pine martin. Film. The last pine martin film we saw, yeah. they didn't have any pine, pine martins. martins in it. And the one before that didn't really have any pine martins. No. The whole film was about how difficult it is to film pine martins. All along, they've been living <laughs> in a one-show wildlife cameraman's fucking loft. <laughs> so he just installed a camera in his loft. Fucking dozens of them! <laughs> All over the place, running about, keeping him awake. They didn't need to trek to the wilds or anywhere. I've always said this, it's feast or famine with Pine Martins, isn't it? Has <laughs> he nicked them from the whole country and he puts them in his loft? You He's know a Pine happened. Martin thief. You know what's happened? They've stockpiled a load of them for the next time they do a Pine Martin video because they can't afford to do a third one that has no Pine Martins in it. Now they've basically gone, there are no stories left about Pine Martins, so let's just show them and get out of it. Let's put a, 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 an underline under this sorry saga nothing this, this guy should have been on grand designs 
He had this beautiful house that on his doorstep it's looking out onto this amazing vista. How much are they paying cameramen at the one oh, show? Well, there you go. Cameramen do all right. Yeah. I once, well, apparently so. I once did a TV shoot where we had to pick up the cameraman and we drove down a road and I was like, this road is pretty bumpy. After about five minutes, we were like, this is a, quite a rural road. And they turned to me and they went, no, this isn't a road. This is his drive. <laughs> and he was just an, an ordinary cameraman. He was in his 50s. He yeah. looked like a sort of, he looked like Bill Oddy. Does all the work for Comic Relief. <laughs> <laughs> he works two days a year. Uh, they also um, said when he's not filming the Pine Martins in his loft, mm. um, he's just pointing his camera at, the, at this vista, this beautiful vista in front of him, where, you know, he can see seals. So they showed, you know, this footage of seals playing in the, in the surf and sea eagles, these magnificent sea eagles. And, and then they just said, and they, ducks and then they moved on they, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. with wingspans stretching almost two and a half meters white-tailed sea eagles are the biggest birds in the uk not only catching fish but ducks too sea eagles eat ducks there wasn't a shot of it though i'd have loved to have seen that rubbish camera oh. um, but that was when it came back to ma- no but honestly there, nothing happened did it no. it was a pointless pointless bit of television mm. but again I, i'm surprised that you're surprised i, feel I know like- i'm living hope <laughs> but it was so short it just it was just really as you so thought it was gonna particularly short go somewhere it was like a minute long it's like that really old joke about how was the the meal you had out of the restaurant and the the other old guy says oh he says the meat was terrible the potatoes were undercooked the vegetables were raw and such small portions and that's exactly what you're doing there just going I mean it's the worst thing I've ever seen and so short so short you should be pleased well at least it was beautiful unlike the points failure video which you just imagine I've just got home from my commute mm. flipping points failure again it's taken me ages to stick the one show on there's a, there's a film about points what failure what was the film about points failure it was just demonstrating what points failure is in case you needed to know it had some close ups of some points failing and uh, moving from side to side I must say I didn't get to the end of that no. particular film it was, was it, too much was it your dullest segment of the week I think yeah I think it may well have been yeah uh, th- there was a strong contender in driving lessons for the over 50s <laughs> <laughs> sorry the over 50s but it was weird because they had this lady who was an amputee and they kind of held back the information that she was an amputee as if it was some kind of dramatic <laughs> plot twist. Which is, this is her life that we're just monopolising. There was like three or four people, weren't they? One was in the 70s, yeah. just taking a driving test. Another uh-huh. one um, it was taking it in her 60s for this reason, 50s. So, and you're absolutely right. And this woman had spoken to camera three or four times in sort of medium close-up in front of the car, just chatting about how it would, you know, be freedom opens up the world, doesn't it, mm. if you can drive and all this kind of stuff. And then it just cut to a static long shot of us standing there with one leg. Ten years ago, I got septicemia. To save my life, they had to amputate my leg. Unfortunately, when I came out of hospital, me and my partner split up, but I wouldn't let that hold me back. In fact, it pushed me a little bit harder. I don't need a leg. That's sort of that, that. That's that's really underselling her story. Exactly. In a, in a sort of way that is actually a bit wrong. It was. It was like they they said, "Well, we've got no no content in this." She's got one leg. Hold that bit back. Yeah. 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 There was a lovely bit when they they put a camera in the car. Obviously, the driving instructor goes, "Well, um, put your feet on the pedals." And I was, I was like, Ooh. and then she just went foot. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Good. The controls are at your feet. You know. Foot. 
Good. Yeah. Get it right. <laughs> Good. You can't treat disability as a reveal. It's That's it's a it, really yeah. it, what it's doing is sort of going ah you yeah. didn't know you didn't know and but now it, you're but interested. It made no difference. I wasn't no. any more interested yeah. than I was before. It's like okay, fine, whatever. You see, you're you're more right on than you think you are, <laughs> and the one show is less right on than it oh, believes it sure. to be. For sure. <laughs> I really enjoyed the bit where Dara, who Dara Brin, I thought was a brilliant guest actually yeah. this week. I enjoyed the bit where he called out Matt Baker for allowing a pregnant woman to have to run over to Radio 2 great and do do the bit on the dance a he's like oh Matt just making the pregnant woman do that are we and he was like oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like someone get rid of Dara now from my sight I was like yes Dara yeah, correct good Dara was on to promote the reboot of Blockbusters they showed they showed a clip where Dara was saying how smart the kids were and then mm. they showed a clip illustrating the exact opposite <laughs> yes, of that yeah. where a child had said it was what, what N if you remember how Blockbusters worked yeah. what N is a young potato again the poshest two you know there was no diversity whatsoever on there Mm. it was just two posh public school kids who just and one of them went uh young nugget right and he was berated by his mate because it's two versus one it was the man versus horse of television (laughs) and and Dara was saying well the thing is that I have to then you know because it's on Comedy Central I have to make the jokes about it so we had to you know this kid and it's a it's a new potato nugget and they were trying to explain how Dara makes jokes out of thick kids that Dara was then having to say we're really smart kids it was just kind of an odd piece to choose is illustrate is a baby potato a new potato yeah I don't think all brands of potato, like a Maris Piper, I'm not sure a small Maris Piper is necessarily a new potato. I mean, with all respect to you, I don't think that's how the question was phrased. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the correct answer to the question given was new potato. Right. What was the question? What was it the question? Was, it was something along those lines. What N is a new potato, wasn't it? <laughs> what N is a new potato? No, no. Damn it's it. Some kind of avant-garde <laughs> quiz. Okay, so uh, let's uh, question one. Uh, what N? <laughs> nope, the answer was Shastakovich. Uh, you know, just confused. I can see why it's on Comedy Central. Very strange. What N are potatoes when they first come into season? Eddie. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm going to go nugget. Hi guys, it's Angela Epithemia here telling you to please listen to the Brian and Roger podcast. Now I don't know who's written it, but whoever it is is probably a genius. So I think you should give it a listen because it's such great stuff. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Did you see Matt Baker explaining how to dance? Yes. How he, he was talking about how he dances. Yes. And what he does is he does sports. So he'll sort of go, you're skiing, you know, you're, you're playing badminton. I mean, he's like fucking partridge. It's like partridge explaining how to use the, you know, toilet without touching anything with your hands. But I did th- I think it's amazing that even in like dancing, Matt can somehow make me bored by introducing sports. And I'm listing sports. Great. Just fucking listen to the music and enjoy yourself. One of the little music that I saw this week that I really thought was mental. Do you see Mary Berry drumming at Bestival? Yes. With, with the help Astley. of Rick Astley, yeah. yes. I hope she took a pill after. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she'd taken one before she came on this programme. She might have been interesting or engaging. Chatty. Here, Mary, here's a wrap of MDMA. Perk yourself up, all right? We're not having a rerun of last week. Put that in one of your cakes. <laughs> but she'd never heard of Rick Astley. And I just think, how have you not heard of Rick Astley? You mm. must listen to Radio 2. Yeah. Like, what does Mary Berry listen to? She must have heard of Rick she, Astley. Uh, she hadn't heard of anything or anyone. She yeah. d- No, I mean... She probably listens to the bell that she summons the star with counting down in her head to punish them if they're more than 15 seconds. Quick servants, not quick cooking. That should have been the show. There was another film on Wednesday about Blackpool Football Club. Imagine loving your football team so much that you couldn't bear to watch them play. That's what it's been like to support Blackpool for the past four years. But today... As a non-football fan, I found it quite OTT, I have to say. It was, oh my goodness, we've had to boycott our club because this awful person has taken over it. And, you know, that's fair enough. Then go and do something else with your life. But they're sitting at home sobbing wearing their orange (laughs) scarves. Deliberately not going to watch. So what I understand, and again, I don't know anything about football. Mm. What I understand is Blackpool having to play their home games in a stadium with nobody there right because they still have to play in whatever league don't they to yeah. progress or whatever so have they got uh, is it a new boss that the fans don't like it's exactly that but they were celebrating because he'd finally gone because they cheerfully announced in the film of his convictions for rape and indecent assault Jesus and you go, it's Christ. the one show you could have just said criminal whoa yeah. okay larger than life former estate agent Owen Oyston bought Blackpool FC for just £1 in 1988 but in the years that followed, Owen Oyston was convicted of rape and indecent assault, something that today would bar him from owning a club. And they were all celebrating that he'd gone and they could go back to their club and all the rest of it. But they kept showing footage of the terraces and this cam- this shot would sweep across the terraces and as a caption on the bottom to credit whosoever footage it was, it said, Jane Atkinson, wildlife and birds, right? It, uh, over a shot of people standing on the terraces. And I'm going, they, they trailed with that. I thought, well, there'll be a story to that. Why, why is that? No, 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 no. They showed another load of it later. Jane Atkinson, wildlife and birds. No, just some people on the terraces. What? What? Who's Jane Atkinson? And why is this to do with wildlife and birds? Later, they showed because uh, the stadium hadn't been cleaned or attended, uh, there was seagull shit all over the seats. Right, and they cleaned it all up. And I'm wondering whether that was the mysterious wildlife and birds Jane Atkinson angle. Maybe Jane Atkinson has been waiting for the day when the stadium was empty and all those people have gone, and she can finally take a good picture of all that seagull shit <laughs> because the ones she's taken that they showed 
road, there were just people in the way. What a pain. What also, a pain. Also, what I learned is there's a reason that very few football clubs that I know of have that shade of orange as their strip. <laughs> it was absolutely horrendous. <laughs> and when you saw them en masse in that small one-show studio, oh, it was bad. <laughs> I, I had an audience question this week, actually, because we're, we're used to the one, an audience of people. We call them an audience, just some people standing around. They've been dragged in, yeah. yeah. Mm. But often it's people they involve in the show somehow. It's... Uh, as indeed it was there were some people as you say from the Blackpool Football Club but this week there were several moments where you saw the studio audience but they weren't there for any reason no and it didn't really occur to me before that I assumed they were just to do with the programme yeah because they normally talk to them about something or at least get them to demonstrate something but this time they weren't used at all and I don't know can you get tickets to go to the one show I don't know shall we The, the answer is yes. I mean, you're going to have to wear some kind of elaborate disguise. <laughs> you could record this in the queue. This would be so exciting. You have to do it. Just do it as live. Yeah, we have talked about going down to the f- petrol forecourt that they use outside uh, the studio, <laughs> where they often have the live music guests, and just to, to record at the Cafe Nero there, yeah. so we can keep an eye on what's going on. It would be good to just see it with your own eyes, wouldn't yeah. it? wouldn't it, though? And then we could, of course, make a list of the people who work there for the eventual trial that will come <laughs> up. The collaborators. Any other business? So the episode Dara was in, they did that thing of, go- of going, oh, we've got a film, you like this film. You know, mm. They always tell them they'll like it whether they will or not but it turned out Dara did because he likes his science doesn't he Yes. so they went to the new Francis Crick Institute in London it's near St Pancras Station Yeah. which is where the fruit flies turned up that we mentioned earlier do you know why it's near St Pancras by the way no it was done so that scientists from Europe could come over on the Eurostar and they'd pretty much step off the train and then they'd be at the institute I I didn't know that it is yeah so they built it you know pretty much a year before Brexit I think it opened around in the same month but it's entirely redundant as to, as to, (laughs) to, to that now because the scientists won't be coming over (laughs) there we are right good well that's a cheery cheery note yeah all that seven million or something did it cost or something yeah something something like that yeah the realities Um, of brexit so the francis crick building they do lots of these experiments in there and it's home to nearly all science Mm. and this man was having to very quickly go around each department that was a one-show film he's got to be quick at one point he i've never heard a man try to sound enthused but come across in the exact opposite way as when he walked into a room full of dishwashers (laughs) washing scientific instruments just how much washing up are we talking about we do about two and a half thousand items a day and it works out overall to be about 750,000 items a year. Wow. And how important is this? If there's any residue left on the glass or if it's not sterile, it can just destroy an experiment. So if the washing up down here stops, the science stops upstairs? Absolutely. Okay, thanks Teresa. I've got a dash. And it's just racks and racks and racks of dishwashers and they were pulling all this, you know, glassware out, tubes and flasks and all the mm. rest of it. And, um, he feigned interest in such a great... He, just, <laughs> he looked at it and he just went, wow. <laughs> but it was the flattest... Wow, he was. He couldn't have sounded a, a less room, impressed. A room full of dishwashers washing is just a room full of yeah, dishwashers. It made you go, what why they're are washing? you filling, filming that? Go next door, they're probably injecting a monkey with AIDS. <laughs> Much more exciting. <laughs> this poor lab technician had to be like... Yeah, cleanliness is like important because of cross infection and stuff. I mean, what's she supposed to say? Like, is, is, is this what yeah, you want? Is, yeah, it, is this yeah, what you want yeah. me to say? I don't know if it's okay. Sure. But in the very <laughs> next bit, the next room he went into, having discussed the importance of the powerful dishwashers for cleanliness and cross contamination, a scientist is saying, "Well, this is where we take cells and float them on water under this electron microscope and have a look at them." And this is a diamond cutting knife, like a bacon slicer, but 
a, a, a sort of micro level. Exactly. Yeah. And they showed you this cutting bits of a cell off floating on the water. And then she said, to move them around, I take one of my own eyelashes, tape it to a cocktail stick, and push it around the water. <laughs> You're going, oh, that's contamination right there, isn't it? We actually use something very cheap. This is one of my eyelashes stuck to a cocktail stick. What? Your eyelash on the end of a cocktail yeah. stick? And what's that for? So with that, once the uh, very thin slices have come off and they're floating on water, then we can use the eyelash just to move them around. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been laid off from Eurostar. <laughs> I think she's been dared to say that. I, I think they've been like, the one show people won't notice. Yeah. You just say that. The editing is really lazy. Just, yeah. just say it and see, it, see where we go. And it, it's made it to air. It'll be a really nice thing. You know, we had the woman explain that they've cracked to cure for cancer but it's really difficult to get across in 10 seconds so they're going to cut that bit do something about a cocktail stick they'll yeah. like that bit um, I did notice one of the things and that, you know I didn't see that video but that actually sounds quite interesting uh, one of the things I did notice is they seem to have got rid of all of their celebrity video hosters apart from the Angelica Bell which was a set visit there's no Cary Grant there's no Giles Brandreth you don't get any of those people sort of just hosting anymore if they do have someone who's known there was a sitcom actress from Still Game I think it That's was right, yes. and she was talking about this sandwich care which are people who care for not just their own kids but also their parents so they're sandwiched between them and they had her doing it because that's what she did and I think they've made the decision to get rid of those sorts of hosts so I have a feeling that's a budget we may be living in a non-Michael Douglas the hairdresser era the only I mean that's the thing I'm looking forward to seeing over the next few weeks what as to is whether that's going to do I know he's going to have to put himself in one of his own this is your heaven thing because it's his one show <laughs> career is dead wow. he's going to have to do a lot of episodes in just a minute to make up for that <laughs> it depends how many they've got maybe they, they've run out of the shelf because you know they keep these That's films true. on the shelf maybe they've just got to the end of maybe the shelf maybe they've reached that critical mass of going we have 16,000 films we haven't shown yet Yeah. so there is no point getting any more in there was quite an interesting film and it was interesting about Andrea Dunbar you know the playwright who mm-hmm. died, and I didn't know this about because I knew you know what she'd done and what she'd achieved uh, incredible writing you know of that that sort of Rita Sue and Bob too wasn't it oh okay yeah. I, 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 I must admit it's not not familiar to me. You're like Matt Baker then, because he uh-huh. he just sort of said, "So I've not seen it." Yeah. <laughs> like, well, of course you haven't. You're Matt Baker. You haven't seen anything or read anything that your guests have come to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but Andrea Dunbar died uh, at the age of 29, and I didn't know that. Christ! Um, but she wrote her first play at the age of 18. Andrea went to Buttershaw High School, where she first discovered her love for drama. Her teacher was Tony Priestley. She got pregnant, and she had to leave school and go to a mother and baby unit. Unfortunately, she lost the baby and she came back to Buttershaw. I suggested that because of the experience that she'd had, it might be a good idea to write about it. And I gave her some blank sheets of paper and she came up with some marvellous scenes about where she'd been in the mother and baby unit. And that became the first play and it was called The Arbor. It was an incredible film, it was, actually. Really, to be fair yeah, to them. it was. To be yeah. fair, to the one show it was one of their good ones, wasn't it? Yeah, just talking about the that life she had on that estate because I didn't know her story at no. all. Because she had children, she got married really early. She had a, a tough life, and she really wasn't tough. celebrated as an author until way after she yeah. died, which yeah. is always really tragic and sad. Um, but yeah, again, that was a relevant host. It yeah. was someone who had a connection. I can't was someone who lived in the same place or was related. I can't remember, yeah. but it, it was there was a proper connection. Last week they did rather one... than Andy Peters. Or yeah. <laughs> Last week they did one about Patricia Hayes 
Plays the actress and that was done by her son those are the films that I really like where I go oh yeah I sort of remember her and then it's just someone going and that was my mum and this is what they were like and here's a little potted bio of it I could watch that all day long yeah all day long well you can't because we've stopped uh, right that's uh, that's just about all the time we have certainly um, thank you very much Emma thank you very thank much you. Dude, you'll carry on watching it now though won't of you of course yeah. yeah well Alex Jones has told me that Bonnie Tyler totally clips to the heart she had to get that in uh, <laughs> is on next week so I'll be there uh, <laughs> she, she did it yeah totally clips good. we haven't got Bonnie Tyler give Bonnie Tyler a ring see if she'll do this yeah Alex also says the word music differently to everyone else music 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 <laughs> So if you have a moment to review and comment, then please do. But whatever you do, remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at The One Show, The One Show also looks back into you. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app than that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf when it comes to your finances you think you've done it all you've saved you've researched and you've invested all that you can now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor yahoo finance As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.